0: Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, can you hear me?
1: Welcome to episode 3 of Making It Make Sense, the podcast by Real Fear Records. This week we'll be talking to court based singer-songwriter Aton about her songwriting process and her new single Bonehouse, which is out on Spotify and YouTube now. Yeah, any general crack on your end? What are you up to?
0: Literally none. I haven't like the other day. Like well, what day is it? Saturday. Yeah, on Thursday I went on a walk, and that was like my first walk in a, in a week, which is so bad. <laughs> I've just I've just been at my desk during college, and that's basically it. Yeah, it's just a busy time, isn't it? You're probably the same. It's pretty
1: much the same thing. I'm I'm getting I'm slightly more walks than that though. I'm trying to do a daily <laughs> walk just for the sake of my. uh from my head I find that if you don't do that you everything else becomes significantly more difficult
0: yeah. yeah you are right I definitely need to do it it says I don't know when you're at home it seems like such a big deal <laughs> you're like oh my gosh yeah not that big
1: <laughs> no it really is um do you listen to many podcasts what's your podcast uh, literacy like
0: <laughs> I don't listen to that many podcasts and um, if, I, if I was to listen to a podcast it would be Sometimes I listen to the Irish music industry one. You know that one? I
1: don't actually. Really? Oh,
0: it's actually quite. Um, it's this guy Mark Graham, I think his name is, and Mm -hmm. he's in King Kong Company, and um, he does it and he interviews like just different people working in like lots of different areas in the music industry. It's 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 really interesting, and he does like he does ones on like when grants come out and stuff, just what they mean and how to apply and then it's kind of it's helpful and um, it's kind of like nice to see the number of different areas in the music industry I think I feel like you can be sort of hidden yeah um, and yeah. so yeah I find that one interesting and then sometimes I just listen to like <laughs> news ones like yeah, global yeah, yeah. news.
1: Pretty cool thing that people are making podcasts like that about the technicalities of the music industry like trying to get grants and um, songwriting and all yeah. of that you know because you don't learn so much about that if you're just performing, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of it can feel very, like, um, sort of kept. Like, if, if you're in, you're in and you, you know and you can ask. And if you're not, uh, like, good luck, you know. But I think that is sort of changing with the likes of, like, you know, different Facebook groups or, or even the podcast yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it's like people are trying to make it more open, which I think it's really good.
1: Yeah. Well, there is certainly like so much gatekeeping in the music um, industry and in the field of it. Like it's ridiculous. I mean, the mm-hmm. amount of power that um, blog writers and things like that have is is incredible. Really. You know, like they kind of yeah. are the ones who says who is going to get uh, gigs and who's going to get listening um, listenership. Yeah. You know, it's really works whole- it
0: it, it's like everyone is sort of depending on each other, like, if they, if no one was, obviously, people who always like music, but they're depending on people to make music to write about, and musicians are depending on them to, to write about their music and get it known. So, like, I feel like it it should be more, um, like, community-esque, but it, it does seem to be, like, it's, maybe it's just because there's so many people, it's, it's always going to be competitive.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of in every field, I mean, every field is, yeah. has it's, its uh, you know, competition and all that. Um, so let's talk about the the single, let's talk about Bonehouse then. What was the what was the writing process for that like?
0: Yeah, I actually wrote that like when I was in first year in college, so like four or five years ago. Um, so it's so funny that like I only put it out this year, I guess it's just one of those songs that like sort of stick around and a lot of songs I wrote back then, I I just I never play or I never think about, but that one always sort of I don't know I don't I'm know stuck it with you. Yeah, stuck with me. Felt like I had a bit yeah, of like a, a special place for me, um, and I remember writing it so well. I was just in my like little first year room, you know, in this city where I knew like five people, and um, I just. I have been. I was doing English at um, college, as well as music, and um, it was a thing we were learning about um, Beowulf, and I remember not yes. liking it at all. <laughs> and, and that that line Bonehouse, just stuck out to me, in it, because I thought it was an interesting phrase. Um, so that's that's almost all I can remember about Beowulf, which is so bad. I definitely should go back and like. <laughs> look at it again, I feel like I'd appreciate it more. <laughs> but, yeah,
1: um... I, I don't remember anything about it. I did the, pretty much the same subject <laughs> as you, but I just let it wash over me. and I didn't really focus on it too much.
0: Yeah, I think it was because I was like, I'm here to do music. I'm not here to do English. Yeah. <laughs> like...
1: Did you feel like the, yeah. the process of studying English informed how you went about writing songs? Outside of um, that one?
0: Outside of that one. Um, kind of, I guess. I um, I really try to like not obvious in my songwriting. I hate the idea of someone listening to my song and knowing exactly what I'm talking about. I I don't know. I just find that so like it's too um maybe too yeah yeah. I don't know. So I do try to be like um sort of hide hide it behind metaphors or something so i guess in a way that's sort of similar to english like poetry and that i guess it doesn't matter everything is so it could be related in some way to different sorts of poetry but then a lot of poetry is very like stark and um Mm. yeah just says it how it is so i don't know and maybe in some ways i guess it does help like i think if you're like reading that can only help your songwriting because For you know sure, you yeah. like learn learn more words and hear different phrases of putting words together and so i think that definitely helps so i don't know if i would say like when i was studying english i thought that you know mm.
1: what well, was your sometimes. favorite thing that you did in english like what was your favorite module
0: well i remember exactly what it was uh i can't remember the name of the module but we did a, a poetry um Module and we did the poem "America" by Allen Ginsberg. You know that one? Yeah,
1: yeah, I do. Uh,
0: Yeah, I just loved that poem so much. I thought it was, I thought it was so good. So that was probably my favorite thing that we did. Can't remember the name of the module, but I think "America."
1: I was, I was literally talking about this poem the other day. Actually, about there's a line in it where he says, "When can I go into the supermarket and buy what I need with my good looks?" Yeah, I (laughs) I always found that very funny but yeah
0: it, it is a funny film but it's like it's very true as well i think
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah the um the love buzz also cited Allen ginsberg as their favorite poet um Did I think they, that was the last podcast as well yeah no they're very into him as well but he has a very um like rhythmic way of writing you know it lends itself very strongly to to songwriting i think
0: yeah it does and i think like he's so uh, to be honest i don't like his. i don't think my writing is is anything like his because his is so like bold you know what i mean like yeah. he's he just messed stuff, and you're kind of like oh my god like but so yeah in that way like we're he doesn't try to hide what he's saying which i yeah no, I he agree. certainly doesn't yeah <laughs>
1: it, it's all pretty much there but um i think his writing it's all like little Uh, phrases like little slogans put together you know like it's very much a collection of bumper stickers in a way but well no i mean not to detract from it but like it's all very memorable every single line which makes it good for songwriting you know but yeah um, he doesn't hide anything at all like he he really goes into detail about personal issues and, and and it's all very graphic you know
0: yeah it's graphic but it's kind of like I it's so nice to see that a lot of the time cuz you're like it's it's so um like sort of r- real life isn't it
1: Yeah for sure do you find that when you're writing songs you like you said you try to put in metaphors and things but you do you always have something real in mind
0: Yeah usually I usually I'm trying to write about something that I've been thinking about a lot and then Completely hide it inside the song. That's usually my (laughs) go-to. Yeah.
1: And what's your process? So you said that that one you wrote in first year of college. How did you go about writing it? Did you just sit down and say, write it from top to bottom, or what was your process? Yeah,
0: I I think for that one I did. I'm trying to remember. I think I think for that one that's what it was. I just remember sitting on the bed and I think I had the first phrase about uh your bone house falling down and i think that was one of the songs that just sort of happened like that and definitely not all of my songs do happen like that because a lot of the time i'll just have phrases for a while and then you know i could have that written, a phrase written down for weeks or months and then come back to it and write a bit on it and then come back to it but with that one i think it was just like i just sat down one day and that was what happened
1: yeah so it wasn't a case that you worked on it over time it it, it all came in one go
0: yeah 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 with that one anyway
1: yeah that's that's interesting i I think that's really hard (laughs) to do something like that you know because it's it's really um it's really rare certainly i find (laughs) when that happens you know
0: it is rare. It's definitely rare for me as well. Maybe that's why that song sort of stuck with me because that doesn't, like, happen that often for me. So... Mm. It's kind it's
1: of a... Um, it's kind of a special thing, though, when that happens. But I... Like, sometimes that that does lend to the, the best stuff, stuff that comes in one go. Like... Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of that song by Bob Dylan, the one with the really good lyrics. Um, what's <laughs> what's a, <laughs> The one in specific... Um, <laughs> Hi, it's Robert from the Editing Room. The song I was trying to think of is called It's All Right Ma and here's what it sounds like.
0: Darkness at the break of noon, shadows even the silver spoon, the handmade blade, the child's balloon, eclipses both the sun and moon. To understand you know too soon there's no sense in trying
1: It's a very, very <laughs> lyrically dense song. And he said he wrote the whole thing in like in, in like ten minutes, which is pretty incredible. But uh, I guess if you get into that flow state, you know, it's it's pretty much yeah. anything is possible. Do you find that yeah, happens often that you get can get into that sort of zone for songwriting, or
0: no, <laughs> no, I not like often at all, and definitely not recently. Um, I feel like recently songwriting has been such a trudge, you know. And yeah. And I think both are like worthwhile, like it's obviously, if it happens straight away, that's so amazing. And I guess you can kind of be like, wow, this is what I like, it's such a nice feeling. You're like, this is exactly what I want you to say. And here it is. And it's perfectly encaptured right now. But but then you're working on something for so long and and you kind of hate it, like at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And then if you get it done and you're like, okay, I I did it like it's a bit of more of an achievement then.
1: Yeah. Do you find that you lose enthusiasm for songs if you have them for too long, or is that just me? <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> no. Sometimes I definitely do. I, I yeah. I tr- I I've been trying not to, to be honest, because a lot of the time I used to just write like a verse and then let it go, and then I have a notebook full of one verse, one verses, you know. And then I was, I was, and then I, yeah, I feel like I got into a habit of doing that. And then I was like, I need to stop like letting go of things so easily because it's, yeah, it was like I was expecting it all to just come at once. Whereas I don't think that's, in my experience anyway, that's not how it, it works, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty, um common theme of like you do have to sort of wrestle with it a little bit to make it into a full song like it's it's oh, you know like I, I have a whole phone full of, of sketches of songs that are never going to be turned into anything because it's going to take too much <laughs> it's going to take too much work and I just don't have the time yeah. to do it but so are you writing many songs at the moment then you're saying it's you're in a sort of it's it's difficult for you at the moment or
0: yeah definitely um well the last two weeks I haven't at all because it's like everything in college is happening right now um up until then I I've been trying to write a bit all the time but I've honestly found it so hard with COVID like I don't know what you've been up to but I've just been like you know at home most of the time so I think it's I think it's hard when nothing's really happening. And then I guess yeah, maybe it's because I usually write about things that are in my life and like maybe I should write about um like characters. I know loads of people write about characters and sort of made up scenarios and that kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe that's just something that I need to sort of try get into a bit well, more
1: it's it's hard to write about stuff that's not happening like if you are you know it's the same for for me and it's the same for everyone i imagine who's listening to this they've just been sat pretty much at home for a year and a half now and there's so <laughs> yeah. little happening that how are you supposed to turn that into any kind of artistic thing you know i know it's not about I, I the of, like, pandemic or I've
0: like. got <laughs> i just i just like i've got nothing to say <laughs> like yeah. like yeah, yeah. you know why would i put it into a song like no one no one wants to hear someone who also has nothing to say i don't know yeah
1: (laughs) i think that is difficult though (laughs) writing songs about characters like it's a it's kind of a different skill set like it's almost like you're writing fiction at that point you're writing um, a little play or something you know
0: yeah which i think is interesting um but i've never tried it myself Um. yeah but I think it would be a really like kind of interesting thing to to do or, and like it definitely opens up uh, like, I know, infinite possibilities then. so For
1: sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I'd say my favorite songwriters do often incorporate a lot of that into it, but you know, most of the songs that's um, like no song is going to be a hundred percent non-fictitious. There's always going to be elements in there that you, you make up or else it's kind yeah. of going to be a bit, Stupid. Have you ever tried other <laughs> other kinds of, of writing? Non-songwriting writing.
0: Um mm, I've I've tried a little bit of poetry but it's not great. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> um and but I would like to try more of that, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, not worth listening to at the moment. Um <laughs> I used to really like writing stories when I was in school, mm-hmm. but like I haven't written anything like that recently. Most of the writing I do is, like, essays. Um, But I I, I really love, like, like sort of analysis, like, music analysis and stuff. And we did a thing the other week, which is, like, a review. Um, And I thought that was, like, it was actually fun to be on the other side of it um, and just, like, trying to, like, pick out different parts of the music and then relate to, like, Sort of what's happening i don't know don't, in the world at the you, moment I
1: was... don't you find it's often the case like i joke about this sometimes with other people who would um read a bit of music reviews sometimes but like i don't do it that much but don't you find mm-hmm. that music reviews it's always the language in it it's it's always so food related you know <laughs> it's always <laughs> it's always about how the music is food and the music is delicious or creamy or something like that and it just kind of strikes me as strange
0: That's so funny. I I don't know if I've ever been like, oh, this is really food related writing. But when you say it like that, like, yeah, that's that's really familiar. But that that really makes me think of we had a lecture before, and um, (laughs) it was for this experimental music um module. And she she at the start of the module, she'd be like, so what can you hear? What's the music like? Is it is it creamy? Is it crunchy? And like, I just thought it was so this is such a fun way to describe sounds
1: yeah but i i guess it's because you know you don't do that with books or with movies but for some yeah. reason sounds because we consume it we we make this food analogy all the time but it just strikes me as very um funny you know when you when yeah you read it's it.
0: funny i guess because like if you're talking about like a book or uh, maybe or something, it's it's much easier to describe what's happening. It's kind of, It's very hard to describe sound in words.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 that's very true. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you're describing words, you can do that quite easily in words. But what are you going to do with the with audio besides talking yeah. about the lyrics? But I, I I think it's very difficult to write good music journalism, you know?
0: I, I think it is. I, I don't like I think you need I, I, you can't have one without like, you couldn't read a review without listening to what they're reviewing, I don't think. Um, yeah. Because it's sort of pointless. But, but I do like when people point out things to you that you have missed, or like you might not know, like, I don't mm. know, like say if it was to do a sample or something and be like, oh, this sample, you might not know it. And they go like, this sample is coming from here.
1: And yeah, maybe this represents for sure.
0: that like i love getting that like sort of deeper insight into things that i might have missed otherwise
1: it's always cool when it's about actual material things like samples or biography stuff or like influences that you might not have thought of but when it's just their opinion you're like "Fuck off like i don't care like you, depending on who it is that's writing but you know for the most part um i don't know I don't know. It's just some guy's opinion or some girl's opinion, and you're like, right, right, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is an important part of the the whole process is is um, is reviewing, you know.
0: Yeah, I definitely used to think that. Um, I feel like, why does it matter what they think, you know? But mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Now, now I am kind of more like, I mean, we did something on this, and it was it was just like. Um, how I don't know how cr- critics if you want to call them critics um make people make better music yeah. I don't know how true yeah. that is but like you know if you're thinking someone's going to be judging your music like I don't know maybe i will work harder <laughs> um, I don't know I, I if guess
1: that's true <laughs> I suppose I, I understand that argument but like it depends on for whom you're making the music like that kind of takes. True. I mean, if you're going to be making music for your friends, it's going to sound one way. But like, it, it makes the assumption that everybody is going to make music for the lowest common denominator. And if it was not for the existence of critics, all music would be terrible and lack all <laughs> ingenuity, innovation, and it would just be absolute repetitive garbage. Except for these really smart guys who are going to fix it, you know?
0: But. Yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like. I feel like before I just didn't see the the huge point of them in general and then when I was thinking about that I was like okay I guess I can see that and then I was like why does their opinion matter and then I guess their opinion matters because they they have listened to so much yeah, music yeah that's like,
1: it yeah you know,
0: I agree with that um so yeah that's yeah but I I don't think that people would just make terrible music if it wasn't for Critics
1: like yeah. You were talking about (laughs) that the majority of the writing you're doing at the moment is essay writing, and I very much empathise with that because I'm doing the same thing. But my question was, does your essay writing and I'm, you know, assuming that you have to write essays in a very articulate style. Does that influence your songwriting and how you put words together in different mediums?
0: I think it, I think it does. I think it it only could because I think if you're doing any sort of writing, like, and especially with like sort of, essays for college that have to be a certain way like you're trying hard to sound good and you're putting a lot of effort into sounding yeah really articulate and 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 putting sentences together that are not waffly i guess is one like every sentence is important because you're you're under a, a word limit so you have to say something with every single sentence. And I think that's helpful in in music than in songwriting because obviously songs are much shorter than essays, but it's that same sort of like, what's the point of this word? What's the point of this sentence? You know, sort of looking at each thing being like, is this the best word for this scenario? And then even even in a technical sense, like have I repeated myself too much? Have I used, this yeah. verb many times you know I, I, think, I think it is helpful and I, I also think that any sort of writing is gonna help other writing.
1: Yeah I agree with that I think that um, if it's done right there's a kind of a beauty to it like even but you know it can be done so so wrong as well like I've read so many shit academic essays <laughs> that are just yeah. totally um, watery and verbose and stupid and it's like you don't know like i don't know if they know what they're trying to say but you know yeah i certainly don't know what they're trying to say because it's just hidden behind all of this um, unnecessarily complex language you know yeah
0: i think that's a huge thing like if i i really feel that there's a lot of academic articles that are hiding behind their own smartness if you get me you know like mm-hmm. I don't think that you could be that smart if the regular reader cannot understand what you're trying to say. Um, Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so I I really think it's important when you're writing essays to put it in a language that someone who is not studying your course and hasn't been looking at these things for months could understand, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I suppose, if you're writing an essay like that, then you're trying to be as clear as possible. But if you're writing something like poetry, you're trying to be more opaque, and it has to be more symbolic. <laughs> so I think in that case, like if you know, it's a different um, toolkit that you use because you're not going to use. You're going to say what you think in an essay, or you should be saying what you think in a very clear way. But in a in a poem or in a song. You kind of um, hints at it more.
0: Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's definitely. what the
1: difference is, but yeah. I yeah. don't know if there's too much of a connection between those or if it's forced, I'm trying to force this connection. But.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I think it's connection, especially like, um, like, I always try to make my essays sound like kind of nice to read, like I want them yeah. to, to be like, use sort of nice language and beautiful language, and I think like that's what I try to do in songwriting as well. I want I want words that are, um, uh, like, conjure up images and like feelings. And I try to do that in essays as well because
1: you're yeah. you're trying
0: to express yeah. ideas through words. And I do think it's important. Do you like writing important. essays,
1: or do you feel like it's a chore?
0: No, I like writing them. I I really I do enjoy it. Um, and I like. I love the research part of it yeah. and then I, I loved trying to like condense all my ideas into like whatever, 3,000 words yeah. and make sure that I'm saying exactly what I want to say. I think it's, I genuinely think it's, maybe, maybe this is a really like vague connection, but now that you've said it, I really do think that it is similar. Like in an essay, I'm trying to say my ideas and in a song, I'm trying to say my feelings. that's
1: basically it yeah I must see I just drew this out and I haven't really thought it through as opposed to (laughs) you know so maybe I need to think about what the actual connection is but yeah no I like it too I think it's a fun thing to do depending on the subject but um, yeah a a lot of the stuff I have to write about at the moment is absolutely it's very 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 dry and very boring are you yeah so it's all the finer points of a piece of legislation and how it can be reformed and all of that you know so
0: yeah
1: you can you can make it fun but it's not (laughs) there's there's limits to how fun it can be you know (laughs) of course but um jumping back to the the song what was your recording process like for that
0: oh yeah so that was fun i actually um got to so i did the uh ucc singer songwriter competition um mm-hmm. last year and i ended up winning that so that was really really great and because of that the prize was you could go to Wayfield recording studio for a day yeah yeah um yeah so that's what i did then just in the summer just gone and it was it was so cool it was i've never been in a studio before um so it was like really exciting and just honestly made the recording process so much easier because I usually find it so stressful and um, I think it's just the like I feel like with recording you have to be so perfect whereas in live performance if you make a mistake no one's gonna remember in 10 yeah. seconds time you know yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I hate that sort of pressure to to be completely perfect um, but what else
1: do you find the, stressful
0: about this? That is the main thing. Um, and then I've just never been a really techie person. So trying to learn mm. how to use like Ableton and stuff like that is like a, a struggle. <laughs> but like I, I have a, a bit of a grasp on it. But like the, the, what the studio did in Bonehouse, I could never do in a million years. You know, I just think they they are so good at what they do. And 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 I think that's another thing. Like there is definitely I I, th- I don't know what you do, like maybe you, you produce did you produce your EP?
1: Yeah, I did it all with just um garage band.
0: Did you? Wow, that's very good. Mm. Um, and it, it's it's it's
1: like it's hard to get actual quality out of that though, is the only thing. Like I'd love to have, have access to a studio. Yeah. I do
0: you know what it is? I think it's just because I feel like there is such uh, that like writing and recording and producing your own music is such a thing now because everything's way more accessible, which is really, mm. really good. I think I think that's brilliant. But I also think some people are producers and some people are writers and some people are both, but some people aren't. And I, I don't, like, I'm never going to be a producer, you know, because so, yeah. it's not, I don't, I don't love that side of it. I don't, I don't love listening for different frequencies to see what frequencies I need to take out like I, I yeah. find that hard so yeah. so I it's... when I went to the studio it was like they knew exactly what they were mm-hmm. doing and were so so good at it and it just made the whole process like really fun
1: yeah 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 well it takes out all of the friction I suppose if you have someone else who's doing the hard parts you know
0: <laughs> but... yeah I just came in and like was singing for the day and <laughs> so that was great yeah.
1: But this is the thing, when you're sort of um, an independent artist, uh, you kind of have to wear all of these different hats. Like you have to wear a PR hat and a tech hat, and a, you have to be yeah. the roadie and everything else, you know? And like, yeah, you you start it and you go into it because you like doing either performance or songwriting, you know? And yeah. like, even in, in the kind of music that um, we do and everyone on Real Fear does, like, everyone writes their own songs and there's kind of an assumption there that we should be doing that at all you know that even those two things could be separated and other people could be writing the songs because some people are good at writing songs and some people are better at at, uh, performing them you know Mm. but it's funny how we put some things together and we take other things apart like that you know
0: yeah i know and i think as well like i almost forget that it, that's a huge industry that where people are songwriters, and mm. that's what they do when they sell their songs. I think I don't know. Maybe it's just because yeah, what you say. Like all everyone on Real Fear obviously writes their own and um, performs their own music and everything. So then to think that there's people who don't, and it's a whole different there are whole different sections. It's just interesting.
1: Mm. Would you ever be interested in that? In in just writing songs for other people?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone would want to buy my songs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, assume there's a market there. We'll
0: assume there's a market. Um, maybe. I. I don't it's, I wonder if it's because, like, as I said, most things I write about are about me in some way, or some thoughts that I've been yeah. having, or my, or an opinion that I have. So I don't know if that would
1: translate. Like, would that? Work?
0: Yeah, translate. If someone else did it maybe it would um but yeah. they'd have to have this yeah. opinion so yeah i guess no, i think
1: it's it's um but I, I i often like the process that the beatles had when they were record writing and recording stuff like they sold so many songs as well as all of the songs that they put out and it's just the sheer amounts of songs that they were able to write that were of quality you know, like I don't yeah. think I'd be ever, ever able to do that. Like they had so many songs that they were able to, they had surplus songs, you know?
0: Yeah, it's that's so impressive, isn't it? Because like I write like one song that I'm happy with and I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> <this> is... <laughs> and then some people are like churning out like 20 songs a week or something. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs>
1: it's it's crazy, but I mean, it's all well and good to turn to out that many songs, but like if none of them are of any, Quality and and by that I mean lyrical quality. Like, is that not the mm. hard part? Is, is coming up with any kind of coherent lyrics? <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. But I, it's such a it's such an, um, an interesting one because in one way I'm like write as much as you can because it's all good practice and whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then I think you you do end up with a load of songs that you're like, oh, <laughs> get rid of them, like they're crap, you know. Um. Yeah. But, yeah, I do think it is good practice.
1: do you think that the music like the actual music of the songs is the bit that's um easy for you, or do you think the lyrics are are, are more straightforward?
0: um i I guess I'm more drawn to lyrics um yeah i always, i I usually start with lyrics um and then put music to what I've written, so. And I think as well, I I'm so terrible for falling into the same habits musically, yeah. um. So that's definitely that something that I need to sort of um push the boat out on a little bit. Like it's always um, difficult
1: if you have like these chords or these phrases that you feel at home in. Like I'm I'm I. Every time I pick up a guitar, I'll always play like C, E seven, A minor, G seven with an f sharp bass always like every single time <laughs> like that exact yeah. progression
0: i know and i always i'm i like i always fall into um the same picking patterns which is like yeah even annoying for me at this stage to listen to but it just happens so easily and then you're like no it's, it's then you have to work against your natural instinct so but i don't know i think it's like i don't always worth doing like if you
1: yeah because I think I, I think just know one picking pattern honestly like one day. actual picking pattern and the rest is is nonsense
0: most of the things i do are made up so like okay. you can just up you do. <laughs> even like the chords and stuff i genuinely don't know what chord i'm playing i've just mm. i've just been like moving around on the guitar being like trying to find something that sounds interesting
1: Do you find, do you practice a lot? Like, do you sit down and practice guitar and do scales and stuff?
0: No, and I should. I really (laughs) should. I really want to be someone who practices because I I so think it's so beneficial, but I just, I don't at all. Yeah, that is my uh, half half year resolution or something.
1: I was wondering how many people actually do, do it, though, but... Like I'm I'm happy enough with where I'm at guitar wise in terms of how fast I can play and all of that. But I yeah. I definitely hit like a plateau of my skills, you know? And I think yeah, I've been there I, for a while, you know.
0: Oh, I feel like I've been at the same level for at least two years and I kinda hate that, you know. I I, I want to improve and I think in some places I've even deteriorated, which is <laughs> <awful>. <laughs> so <laughs> like definitely with piano, like I I hardly play piano anymore. I learned a piano song, like, uh, a few few weeks ago, and I I genuinely hadn't sat down and tried to learn a piece on the piano for mo- months, maybe years, you What was you the know? piece? Was- uh, it, was even, it was the easiest thing ever. It was that, that song by Patrick Watson, Je te laissez des mots, you know that one?
1: I know that one well, yeah. <laughs>
0: And I was just like, what an achievement. I've done it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of the the piano part in that. It's it's kinda nice. It's like a it's all like arpeggios, if I remember.
0: It's really lovely. I I played, I didn't sing it because the song in the key that I like downloaded it was too low for me. So I I learned the singing part. On the piano yeah, as well, right? So, okay. It's lovely, but <laughs> it is quite simple.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have not had access to an actual piano for a long time now. Since I was, um, since I was maybe in Cork, I've I've Oh not had, really? Well, actually, I no. When I was the first house I moved to when I moved to Dublin, there was a little keyboard there. But since then, I've just had my laptop and the MIDI keyboard on that, and I really need to get an actual. MIDI keyboard because I'm using the keys on the keyboards as the piano
0: and oh, it's really yeah, it's fun.
1: really a joke <laughs> it's it's not for yeah. purpose
0: <laughs> yeah I got myself I remember this is like the first thing that I bought that was like was so expensive I bought myself an electric piano in
1: oh amazing second
0: year um and I remember paying for it in Pro Musica in Cork and I was like oh my god I've never. <laughs> spent it. I was like giving her my card, I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Um, but it wasn't Guys. even like as electric pianos go. It was on the cheaper end. Well, but, were the keys weighted? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, in
0: that, that <laughs> tells you everything. Um, but yeah, so I got that. So I've been. I had that in our in our house in Cork, and then. um, logged it back home then so now it's now it's in my house Um, but yeah I think it would be cool to get like an actual a MIDI keyboard like I think you could do a lot of stuff with that
1: yeah yeah like what I need to get is just like a 16 bucks little thing you know that's only like a couple of keys on it just so I don't wear down the actual keyboard because yeah sometimes the keys get stuck just from me hitting them so hard all the time is really (laughs) stupid. Yeah, it's it's really really stupid. I have to like unclog them with a Hoover or like blowing into the. It's it's a it's a mess.
0: (laughs) The Hoover idea is very clever.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know if it's actually good for the computer, but no,
0: probably not at all. (laughs) It certainly it does
1: the job, you know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Do you play any other instruments then besides piano and guitar, or those your your main ones?
0: Well, I'm I'm learning the saxophone. But I have been learning the saxophone for I did I got it actually as a present for my 21st birthday from my dad. Um and it was amazing. It's it's such a cool instrument. Um so then I, I actually did a few lessons when I was in Cork um last year and but then obviously they ended with COVID and then they were online for a while, but that was kind of it was okay, like I, I kept it up until summer, but I yeah. I, kept, I stopped. Yeah. From it, it's a weird thing trying to do your lessons online. Um, yeah. So yeah. So so now I just take it out if I have a chance and play around on it. But it is fun. I need to. That's see. This is the thing. I need to do more practice. Um. Because I don't. Yeah, um, it's a really cool instrument.
1: The saxophone's really cool. You'd, you'd be like Lisa Simpson then. But, I don't understand how you can do lessons online because is it not the same as a YouTube video at that point, you know
0: yeah, kind of, except like it's like because yeah, he can't can't I don't even know how the sound is coming across to him yeah, on the other right. side. you know it could sound terrible, I'm sure it does, like, and it's such a small little screen, I don't know he can't tell me if I'm doing something wrong or yeah. you know they such minute little changes in the way you uh, like hold uh, hold your mouth or hold your hold different uh, the keys buttons down you know I, like i i don't know if they come across on on, on, the, other
1: end. on the other end you know
0: yeah but um and that's the thing as well like you can get into such bad habits For
1: sure, yeah. <laughs> Which
0: For sure. Yeah. I'm kind of worried as well but I'm trying not to. It's it's hard to like when you to know exactly. It's a it's a really weird one because I guess I've never had that like say with guitar or piano. You just it's just your hands and you can feel it and you can see it. Mm. But with with saxophone, it's like your breathing and like yeah, how you position your lips and your tongue and your teeth and it's really strange um, and yeah. yeah to have that like. I, I don't know.
1: I did like ten whistle when I was in school, obviously. But oh yeah, um, <laughs> I have this thing where I get dizzy if I if I have to play something that requires me to to like blow for thirty minutes. Yeah, I just get
0: lightheaded. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I used to leave my classes so lightheaded. I'd be getting, I'd be like walking, <laughs> all the I was like oh my, God. <laughs> so dizzy. Like, um, it's just so much breath. You don't you do know, like yeah. I, you're so not used to doing that much breathing, which is a really like strange. Yeah, experience. you really
1: not want to be a smoker to do any kind of woodwind instruments.
0: <laughs> no, not at I all. don't think
1: those two things mix at all. But no, uh, do, you, do you plan on on doing recording at home or or like learning about that sort of self production stuff, or is that just something that totally yeah, no. doesn't interest you?
0: I do like, I record like little things. Um, because I did like, I've done a few modules and everything at college about production. Like, I, I have a, a base knowledge, it's just
1: mm-hmm. expanding it's on just
0: it. That, what
1: it's just to expand on it,
0: yeah, 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 to expand on it. But it's just not my like favorite yeah. aspect of the whole thing. But I, I will do it because. I think it's it's helpful to learn and to know like even if you were to go into a studio to know how to talk about different things and to achieve the sound that you're looking for like it's helpful to know yeah what wash and
1: sometimes i think that recording and all of that stuff is a whole different art in and of itself like you can have people like we were well, saying some people are just suited to that kind of thing and yeah there's a whole, you know like if you listen to something like a, like the Beatles albums or something, I keep using them as an example. But like the production on those things, it's a whole different. It adds a whole different uh, layer to the music, you know.
0: Yeah, completely. And I, th- yeah, I also think there's something really nice about having someone else doing the production, it, even just fr- from an like like ignoring the whole ease part. I really think they did the, like new ears add.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, thing like add. It, things that you can't hear and like, I think it makes it so much more special because I feel like, obviously, if it's just you listening to your, your song over and over and over and over again, it, you, you're gonna miss things and you're gonna, what's really obvious to you, it could be like, I don't know, someone else will hear something that you have just sort of tuned out at that yeah. point.
1: Well, it makes it more of a collaborative process then. Have you ever tried to collaborate or bounce ideas often? Have you been in a band before or...?
0: No, I'd love to be in a band. <laughs> maybe, I, I, maybe I'll try to do that next. Um, <laughs> no, I've never have been in a band. And yeah, that genuinely makes me so sad. Um, <laughs> well, this is,
1: yeah, post-COVID, this is the, the thing you must do.
0: Exactly. Um, sometimes I've been doing like a, a, a bit of a project recently with one of my friends um where we've just been like writing together. He 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 actually writes a bit of poetry and he was just like, oh it'd be interesting to try write a song. So that's what we've been doing. And it's it's interesting because um it's all been over like Zoom and stuff like that. So it's I don't know, it's such a strange like time that you could be writing with someone who is so many like miles away and
1: yeah
0: and then, i was trying to do so,
1: collaboration with someone before like using google drive and stuff and um yeah, it, it's really it's, yeah it's 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 really dependent on how committed they are like i'll put something in and i'll have the enthusiasm and i'll be like okay let's do this now let's get it all done today and then they might not have a chance to get back to me for like a couple of days and by that time i'm like well fuck this you know
0: <laughs> yeah you have to be really patient like this thing yeah. has been We've sort of been uh, doing this over over like a, a good few weeks now, probably maybe even two months or something. And like, it's not that we've done a whole load of writing. It's just because we we come to it every so often, like, well, you know, when we are we are both free to free, do that. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, but I think we are kind of have it mostly done now and it's interesting though because he's obviously a writer so like now i have to do the music part and i'm like oh my gosh (laughs) like it's Mm -hmm. it's i don't know it'll be interesting trying to put someone else's word ideas into music you know
1: yeah 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 for sure um well i look forward to listening to it and see what you come out with with that because that sounds very interesting
0: yeah we'll see
1: (laughs) yeah I, i keep making commitments to um collaborate with people and not having the time to follow up on them. Like I do a lot of TikTok stuff and sometimes I get messages off people being like, oh, let's do a collab or something. And they send me music and I have a Google Drive folder for this and they send me music and I'm like, okay, I'll do something with this when I get a chance or I send them music. And it's just like, sometimes it just doesn't work. And I hate disappointing people like after you make a commitment, you know? Yeah. But but, uh, sometimes you just have to say, I tried and I can't do it. It's not going to happen. Let it go.
0: Yeah, you can't force things either, can you? So. No,
1: no. I mean, it sounds rubbish if you like. If you really force out a song, it's not going to sound good. Oh, it's
0: terrible. Yeah, terrible.
1: So, what's <laughs> your plans for for the future for post COVID then, music wise?
0: Um. Yeah, I I I'm hoping to. Yeah, I obviously don't know how things are, but. I'd love to try record more things during summer, I think, um, if, mm-hmm. if that was open mm-hmm. by then. Because, yeah, I, I would love to go back to the studio to try get them recorded. Just because, like as I said, they, they really added something extra to it that I don't think that I could achieve myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to do that and then hopefully release stuff later at the end of the year um and i'd love to do a gig again <laughs> it's like, i feel like i won't be able to by the time we come around because i get like stage fright so and i think <laughs> I like i've only been able to get like better from doing gigs like on a regular yeah. basis oh so, uh, yeah i'm worried that it will it'll i'll have completely regressed but um i still i like the idea of it so I guess I'll force myself to get past that. Um so yeah, I guess I guess if we if we could do some gigs that would be ideal, basically.
1: That was the end of my conversation with Aton. Her new single, Bonehouse, is streaming on Spotify now. You've been listening to Making It Make Sense, the Real Fair Records podcast.
0: So